and welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. So on today's episode, uh, I wanted to do a little something for the holiday season. Um, So you're hearing this just a couple days before Christmas. Um, So I thought, what better way to uh, bring in this, this holiday and to kind of in a way, close out our year in a way, uh, then to do a little movie called uh, Santa Jaws from 2018. That's right. Um, now, I have... I don't, I don't know if I've even talked about Santa Jaws, like, on the show. I probably have mentioned it in passing, but, you know, this movie... Um, I first became aware of it. This is from 2018, as I said, and it is a film that is a sci-fi movie that was on the Sci-Fi Channel. And so, you know, I first became familiar with it from um, my buddy Nathan from "I Hope You Suffer." I think uh, it's on their feed. It was one of their episodes they did back a while ago, um, and then I saw that they did it kind of first i guess and and love the movie it's it's really just kind of a you know sort of bad sci-fi shark movie in a way but um then i saw that like girl that's scary did it i think that's probably like where i also heard about it as well um because they do um home for the holidays they've done that like three years in a row and one of the i think it was the second or third year they did it they definitely talked about santa jaws and how you just have to pull up on santa jaws you know what i mean you really do and so like um yeah but then i just kind of went down the santa jaws rabbit hole if you will uh and i thought why the hell not cover it for my show because you know what it's sci-fi movie it's which are always you know those movies just tend to live in like the so bad it's good realm or whatever um but yeah i i just thought why not just just cover this movie as a fun little thing for the holiday now as i as i've already kind of stated already like this movie is very much a kind of so bad it's good type movie it's made by sci-fi it's within that kind of um shark movie thing going on um but i do honestly think like this movie is um kind of fun for what it is you know it's not to be taken too seriously i guess but also it's a a movie that i i tend to enjoy and that um you know, I think uh, overall I've given it like a, at least like a three, three and a half. I think I gave it a four the last time on Letterboxd. Um, but it is something that I, I do find fun, even though I absolutely understand that, you know, maybe not all of it works all the time. Um, and that it is like a low budget sci-fi horror movie. You know what I mean? So it's uh, we can't expect there to be like a grand, you know sets or like grand you know writing or any of that kind of stuff but uh i think it's fun for what it is um but as we normally do on the show we'll go over some uh brief you know uh talk about the cast and the crew and stuff like that uh we'll also move into really like what happens in the movie i guess um and then just kind of have that fun little chit chat about that but without further ado let's move on to those figures of our film so Santa Jaws was released August 14th of 2018, and it was distributed by Sci-Fi, so it was on their television channel as a TV movie. Uh, we're looking at an 88-minute runtime, and then an estimated budget of about $700,000, so needless to say, it's a low-budget movie. Um, 
there's no box office information for this movie, obviously, because it is a TV movie. Um, and there really isn't much of a score in terms of critic review, because this is not a critic movie. It, it wasn't really reviewed by critics. However, on Rotten Tomatoes, it does have a 51% from audiences. So that's kind of fun. Um, and it does have a letterbox rating. I think it was, last time I checked, I believe it was uh, 2.4 out of uh, 5. I think it's actually 2.2 now. That's what I see it as now. So, yeah, that that's what that is. Um, anyway, so, yeah, but when you're talking about uh, this movie in particular, you do have to bring up the director of the movie, Misty Tally, who has gone, and she's had a bit of a, an interesting career. She's um, been an editor, but she also has directed movies, uh, mostly editors. Uh, shark movies so she did ozark sharks uh zombie shark and mississippi river sharks um mississippi river sharks for those who don't know has cassie Steele in it from degrassi and i think also jason london's there too because he's in a couple of these movies um also you can check out uh from earlier i hope you suffer uh the podcast because uh, they've done episodes on these movies um so if you just want to listen to their episodes i'm sure you probably could but if you want to seek these movies out go ahead too um but yeah so then you also have the writer of this movie jake kiernan he is known for this i don't think he really wrote anything else um the composer of this movie uh, is Kevin Manthel. Um, he actually uh, has done a few things. So he actually did Invader Zim Enter the Florpus, which was the, uh, I think, Netflix movie that came out, which was a continuation of the Invader Zim story, which was created by Jonan Vasquez that was on Nickelodeon in the early 2000s. Uh, I loved Invader Zim, so it was cool to see that this guy who did the music for this movie actually... Um, worked on that movie that they did. He also did um, Batman Gotham Knight as well. So he worked on Animated Fair, uh, like I said. Um, and then our cinematographer is Matt S. Bell. Um, he has also done some other shark movies. He did The Requeen, or The Requin, uh, with Alicia Silverstone, which apparently is a really bad movie. Uh, but he did shoot that. And he also shot Ozark Shark uh, with Missy Tally because she directed it. I think Misty Tally has also directed like some Lifetime or like Hallmark movies as well. Um, I don't remember what they are exactly, but I'm pretty sure she's also done that as well. Um, and then our editor is uh, Misty Tally and then Eva K. Morgan. Um, so as I stated already, like Misty Tally came from editing. Um, so for her, she did um, a couple of different things uh, when it came to her being an editor. She actually edited um, Jeepers Creepers 3. And she's also edited a lot of her own movies too. So Ghost Shark, Ozark Sharks, um, She's also edited a couple of these movies like uh, The Christmas Contract, um, My Southern Family Christmas, uh, A Christmas Wish, things like that. So she's also done a lot of that editing stuff as well, um, but she's only ever directed uh, these shark movies, so I should have already known that, but oh well. But she's also like produced a couple of those um, like 
stupid Hallmark movies or whatever. So that's kind of fun as well. Um, hey, get the work where you can get it, right? Um, so that's a little bit about that. And then also, I think with um, Eva K. Morgan, she also did like, Did I Kill My Mother? I think. That was apparently something she did. Um, that was a movie. Because um, again, I don't think she, uh, Eva doesn't seem like she has like a ton of editing experience. I think Misty has a little bit more, um, honestly. Uh, so that's like our crew of the movie uh, that would be like, you know, kind of the notable folks on it. Um, trying to see if there's anything in there's not much in terms of this. So like the stunts, for example, actually, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, stunts were done by Danny Cosmo. Uh, Danny Cosmo actually has done stunts for The Mist from 2007 by Frank Darabon. Uh, Antebellum, uh, which had Jamel Mamey in it. Uh, Night of the Demons remake from 2009. He did the stunts on that piece of shit. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, and Did I Kill My Mother? He also worked on that with, uh, that girl I just talked about with, uh, Eva K. Morgan. Um, so that's fun. Cute. Trying to think who else. Uh, they also have casting on here. I'm looking on Letterboxd right now. Try to see. Ooh, wait a minute. Joe Kirkpatrick was the assistant director of this movie, and he did Haunting on Fraternity Row? What? Ah, that sounds like a blast, actually. That sounds like super fun. Um, do these casting people... Oh, goddamn, wait a minute. You are finding out all this stuff right here. So... We also have the uh, people who cast this movie, Donald Paul Pemrick and Dean E. Frank. So I think they're like a casting duo because I think they've cast a lot of these different movies and shit. So I'm pretty sure they probably have done a lot of this stuff like, you know, together. But they have cast things like um, they also I think they're just partners in casting. I don't think they... It doesn't seem like they uh, are uh, together or anything, but, huh, interesting. Uh, they cast, like, House of a Thousand Corpses. They also cast uh, The Haunting of Sharon Tate, uh, you know, with Hilary Duff. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Oh, God. They have done some bad movies. Ooh. Let me see what else they did. Yeah, so that's what we're looking at. They cast a lot of these bad films that nobody knows about pretty much is what it looks like although i think they also cast uh angel four uh undercover and i love angel the original movie i don't know about the sequels necessarily but angel's fucking great movie you should watch that in 1984 um but yeah that's fun all right that's the cat that's the crew that we know about i guess i just thought i would tell you about those because why not um but now we're going to talk about the cast a little bit. So the cast of the movie. So we have Reed Miller, who plays, um, what is his name? Cody. So he was in like um, a movie called Joe Bell, which was uh, a movie with Mark Wahlberg in it and Connie Britton in it. I think he was their son in the movie or something like that. I don't think it was apparently that good, but you know, okay, whatever. But like, you know, he did that. He did like a movie called little white lie. He's in a couple little things here and there. Um, but he is our main character, Cody. Uh, we then have 
Courtney Lauren Cummings. She's not really much in terms of anything she's done, um, but she was in like Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween. Um, she's in a movie called Searching, which has John Cho in it. Um, she's in that as well. She's in there somewhere. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Peter is, I think, the dad of the uh, film, uh, and he's played by Jim Clock. Uh, he was in, like, Green Book, The Hunt, uh, The Stanford Prison Experiment, a couple things like that is what he's done as well, um, so he's that. And then Carrie Lazar, um, who plays the mom of the film, she's Carolyn, um, she is, like, in Bad Moms, she's in Thor from, uh, 2011 by Kenneth Branagh, she was also in Jeepers Creepers 3, uh, which again was edited by Misty Talley, uh, yeah, she's been in a couple little things here and there, uh, Arthur, uh, uh, he uh, plays the brother. He is Peter, I believe. Or no, sorry, Josh. Uh, that's his name. Where did I get Peter from? But he didn't do a whole lot in terms of like other work that's like super notable. Miles Dolick, who is Mike. He is Uncle Mike. Funny enough, I have Uncle Mike. But uh, he has actually been in like um, Renfield initially. He was in Renfield uh, that just came out. Um, he also is in... Oh, he was in Mississippi River Shark. He has been in uh, just a couple of little things here and there. So he was in a couple of uh, little movies uh, as, you know, other people. Now, here's the person I actually knew about uh, before I uh, knew she was in this movie. We have Haviland Stilwell um, plays Georgia in this movie, who I kind of love her character. She's like really stupid and like an influencer and I love her, but Haviland Stilwell, she is, um, so she was in like a Baywatch movie in 2017, um, Magic Mike XXXL, um, a couple things here and there, but she's also in the movie Now and Then. She's in the beginning part where they're playing Red Rover, Red Rover, I think. Um, so I knew that she was in that, but she also is a queer woman. She is a lesbian, if I'm not mistaken. And she was on the Pandora Box show. You can probably find the podcast of it. Um, but she was on there. Um back years ago now. And so yeah, it, that was super funny because I remember watching that on YouTube or something. And I was like, Oh my God, this woman's so pretty. Like, and you know, she's lesbian, like all this stuff. And then like, um, you know, and then also she, she's like the voice, one of the voices on Barbie life in the dream house. She has like a little bit of a voice over career, you know? Um, and also she is in like a fucking weird ass, like sci-fi movie about a shark. That's cool. Like, why not? So, that's a little fun. So I knew who Haviland Stillwell was, which is why it was very surprising when she was in this movie. I was like, oh, I know who that is. Like, that's cool. And it's cool that she's also, like, queer as hell. She's, like, a big old lesbian. So I love that for her. Um, Han Tran plays um, Steve in the movie, who's a little annoying. But uh, he was in, like, We Have a Ghost recently by Christopher Landon. He was just in that movie not too long ago. Um he was he was also in Haunting on Fraternity Row and Scare Package 2. Who, who is he? Oh, okay. That actually checks out. Wait a minute. You're all finding this out on the, the fly with me right here, okay? <laughs> Listen. Um, you're damn right. I guess he is in there. Oh, well, cool. 
He's also in Scare Package too. That's cool. Uh, he's in Eats Brain. He Eat Brains Love, I guess. Who the fuck was he in Scare Package? He was also in Scare Package. Wait a minute. Who was he in Scare Package? These are important things I need to know about right now. Okay, so he just plays Han. Okay, go watch the Scare Package movies if you want to, because they're actually a fun time. Um, Girl That's Scary just did an episode on them, and I think you should go listen to that. But also go watch these movies. They're, like, super duper fun. And apparently this guy from Santa Jaws is in them. So I didn't fucking know that. You see what you find out when you're just doing this all... I have I did not pre- I only prepared so much to be honest with you. Um anyway, then you have Clark, the comic book guy. But not like that comic book guy though. Um so he has not really been in much. Uh he was in this movie. He's in Found Footage 3D, which is like a little weird 3D like found footage movie they decided to make. He was in Keeping Up with the Joneses, uh which I think was a movie that Oh, it has John Hamm and Isla Fisher in it, and Zach Galifianakis and Gal Gadot. That's fun. Richie Montag- uh, Montgomery. Richie Montgomery, he was in... Oh, he's been in a couple of things. So he's been in, like... Um, he plays the grandfather. He plays Papa. But um, he was in Django Unchained. He was in The Mist. Which, again, um, comes back to this movie a little bit, because um, the guy who did the stunts on this movie also worked on that movie. Um, but he also did, like, uh, yeah, he did. He was in Princess and the Frog. He was in The Help Somewhere. Uh, oh, he was in Crossroads? What? Uh, Christine with um, Rebecca Hall playing that um, newscaster lady. Um, yeah. Oh. Interesting, interesting. I love that. Yeah, he's been in like a bunch of random ass like little movies that he's been in, but that's so super cool. Okay, awesome. Cute, cute, cute. Nobody knows who Svetlana is. She's just some random lady. Um, who is this evil Santa in the beginning? There's an evil Santa in the beginning, and this guy is Creek Wilson. He has been in this movie, but he was also in We Have a Ghost as well. He was also in Ma from 2019 um, and also Haunted Mansion that just came out not too long ago. So he was in that as well. So if he looked familiar to you, you might have seen one of those movies. Um, oh, and also the Elf Man is played by uh, Danny Cosmo, who is the stunt coordinator of this movie. So it's kind of fun. So that's the stuff I could find like on Letterboxd about these people and like what they had done and stuff like that. Um, but I have learned some things, everybody. And that's so super fun, isn't it? But yeah, so uh, that's what we're talking about in terms of cast. Uh, again, TV budget, TV movie budget. It's not like you're going to get people, you know, we weren't getting male Streep or anything like that. You know what I mean? But... I think, you know, if anything, I don't have anything in terms of production history. I'm pretty sure that with Misty Tally, she is somebody who tends to shoot fairly local to me where she is. So I think this movie was shot, if I'm not mistaken, in Louisiana. Uh, So obviously she's probably going to keep that there, um, if anything. But like, really, there's not much else in terms of 
stuff to tell you that I know of. Um, she is a teacher at the Louisiana um, University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Oh, she is the first woman to direct an original film for sci-fi. That's so super fun. And I think that was probably like Zombie Shark or something um, back then. Because um, she did do that. Well, good for her when she directed that. Um, she chose to direct shark movies because she loves monster movies and thinks that shark movies are a genre for filmmakers to cut their teeth on. And Tally stated that she loves the challenge of shooting shark-based films. She says her shark films are more of an action-adventure with camp and focuses more on the characters than similar films. Her other productions include editing productions for Lifetime and local films filmmakers and the majority of the feature films that she works on are edited in Lafayette with about five projects being worked on at once. Um, So yeah, cute. She also owns the production company Fable House, which is in Louisiana and is focused on New Orleans, Baton Rouge and Lafayette. Um, Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Cute. And yeah, she had went to the Louisiana, uh, university of Louisiana at Lafayette, uh, got a degree in fine arts. Um, and she was going to become a video installation artist and she, uh, teaches editing there. So that's what she does. But in her little meantime, she decided to make some shark movies. Also, there is a fun little thing. If you have AMC plus or shutter, um, there is a documentary on there that is about shark movies. It's called shark exploitation. Miss Tally is in it. Um, and also other people are in it and it talks all about what it's like to, um, well, the history of shark movies and the history of sharks in movies, I guess. Um, and in horror films, especially, but I think that's super interesting. Um, because yeah, like why why did he become so like interested in sharks at some point? Um and again, we're not gonna get into the weeds about like sharks or anything like that, I promise. But like, yeah, this is all done um in Louisiana. So, you know, it's on the East Coast. Obviously it's like coastal because there is water there. Um but yeah, I think that's really everything I have. I don't have any like special particular thing that I can like share in terms of production history. Uh, but if anything, I'll tell you a little bit about what this movie is about. Um, I mentioned a little bit about the characters already, but I will go through a bit of a plot summary. So uh, the basic idea you need to know is that this film in particular, it is... Um, it opens on a dream that um, our character uh, Cody is having played by Reed Miller. Um, but we have like evil Santa. We have this like whole scene where we have evil Santa and these two people who are like, you know, trying to fight evil Santa and evil Santa gets his ass swept by Santa jaws. And so then we come back to the real world with um, Cody and then his friend, uh, Steve, um, who's played by Han Tran, and they're at the comic book shop. Um, yo, sorry, Cody and Steve. Yeah, um, they're at the comic book shop. Um, they're talking to Clark, who is the owner of the comic book shop. Um, and so we find out a little bit about them. We find out a little bit that Cody has been making this um, character of Santa Jaws, uh, this this uh, shark pretty much. Um, and then we meet Cody's family and his extended family. So we meet his mom and his dad. And we also meet uncle Mike in Georgia. Um, and also his brother as well, Josh, we meet him as well. So we meet all of them. That's cool. Fun and dandy. Um, and there is some comic drama that's gone on because what happened was that, uh, 
I think Peter is his dad and Caroline's his mom. So Peter uh, works at the school that Cody goes to. And I guess Cody made like a comic about like school uniforms and how they suck or whatever. And so like he got in a little bit of trouble for that. And that just like exacerbates it because his family, his uh, dad is a teacher at the school. So it makes it that much more awkward. And so they pretty much ground him, you know, and all that shit. Um, so the parents also in the meantime of doing whatever the hell they do like the one guy being a teacher and and, uh whatever they also have maybe i guess the mom does this in her you know for her career they have a restaurant or they uh have a annual dinner at this restaurant that they uh like organize uh Anyway, so that all happens. So the parents go to the restaurant. We see a scene there. And then Cody and his uncle are out on the porch. So Cody, like, accidentally, well, he, his da- his uh, uncle is, like, sneaking out to smoke. And he sees him. Um, and, you know, him and him are going back and forth of uh, being, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, get, cut your mom some slack. You know, she went through a rebellious stage at her time, right? Um, this is also where Cody gets his... Uh, he gets this lighter that his uncle had um and that'll come back to play later so then um we also see pops in this papa okay he's the grandfather and so he gets a present uh so cody gets a present from papa he gets this pen okay and the pen he uses to fill in a, a, a drawing of santa jaws um you know that he's been working on which again it was very beautiful it's very beautiful um it makes sense that like misty tally i guess came from fine arts because if anything she has a, a knack for um she has a knack for finding drawings that are really pretty um i don't know if she herself is a drawer but um you know if anything it'd be cool if she was but yeah so he uses this uh to kind of trace in some stuff on his drawing and then uh inadvertently he doesn't know this but uh he brings her to life uh so now it's christmas eve and cody and his papa they go on a fishing trip an early morning fishing trip which okay whatever and so um they're talking back and forth on the dock or whatever and then uh pretty much what happens is that cody's uh, papa he like uh has this like thermos of like pretty much dirty dog um and he uh uh, Cody accidentally like uh, drops it into the water where it looks really, really disgusting. And when it's all in the water and shit, but he's like, Oh, don't worry. I have a backup thermos for that. And then what ends up happening is that uh, in the meantime, while Cody has tried to get this other thermos, his Papa gets eaten by Santa Jaws. Um, so that's what the fuck happens. So Cody's family is packing up to go to the restaurant for this annual dinner that they do. And Cody runs back and cause he sees his, uh, papa get eaten by fucking santa jaws and he uh tells his family he tells his family uh what's going on but he's grounded for another week um so that all happened that's all fun and dandy um so then so there they they leave and all i have in my notes is uh pacing and cookies because he really is i think it's either cookies or popcorn i think he's eating he's just pacing his the kitchen back and forth about like what's he gonna do um you know because no one wants to believe him so then um cody goes to the comic book store um, and he finds uh, his friend and Clark, and we get some backstory to Santa Jaws. I don't remember the fucking backstory. I think it was that um, 
she was like the runt of her litter or something. It's like cats or something I'm talking about right now, but but it was like she's the runt of her litter or something, and then she like ate an evil Santa, and that's why she's evil, and that's why she's Santa Jaws, I guess. Also, it's a woman. Uh, feminism. Love it. Um, then... We also were given, we were tipped off a little earlier um, to that there's this girl across the street that Cody might have a crush on. Ooh. Um, and so um, we find out that his crush, Jenna, uh, who lives across the street from him, uh, has this copy of Santa Jaws because she also came in to the comic book store, I guess. And he, uh, Clark gave it to her um, to check out or whatever. Um, so then he's all like, all right shit i gotta get my comic book back or whatever so then cody's family is at the restaurant um they're just like hanging out there chilling doing what they gotta do and then there's some christmas eve dinner that goes on um that's all i know that's what i have in my notes um so that all happens in in junk because again it's something that they do at this restaurant um Cody and Steve, they go investigating um, because they're trying to figure out uh, what's going on with Santa Jaws. Um, and they're just trying to see what's going to go on. And they end up, I think, before this... Um no, they're just still investigating, I think. Because this is where we also see Georgia and Mike. They go on the boat that uh, Mike has, apparently. Because um, you can tell that like Mike is like the older brother or something of Peter, uh, of Cody's dad. And so, like, you know, he was the one who, like, is the busy businessman with, like, the hot girlfriend, like, all that shit. Um, and then, obviously, like, Peter is, like, the guy who stayed in his hometown, and he's, like, uh, a teacher at the local school and, like, all this stuff. But, yeah, Georgia and Mike are on this yacht, quote-unquote. It's not a yacht. It's a regular boat. Um, but, yeah, so then Georgia is just, like, vibing on a pool floaty in the middle of winter, um, which is fucking crazy because I'm literally, like... In Louisiana, I can only imagine that it's only so hot during the summer, or no, sorry, hot during the winter, and so I'm just like, what the fuck? This person's probably cold as shit. Also, knowing that Haviland Stillwell, I don't know exactly where she geographically is located right now, however, I know that I think she lives in LA, and like generally lives there, so it's like, bitch, how... Ooh, I'd be cold as a bitch. But anyway, so whatever. Couldn't be me is what I have in my notes. Uh, because it couldn't be me. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so then Mike gets his ass eaten up because um, he just wants to play too much. Um, and Georgia freaks out because her man has been eaten up by Santa Jaws. And so Steve and Cody, they go to Jenna's house because, again, they found out that uh, they've gone there investigating. But then they're like, OK, we got to get this comic book back. So then Georgia goes to the restaurant to be like, oh my God, Mike got eaten by blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Nobody wants to believe her. Um, so then what they do is that the gang, uh, the three kids, uh, they go to Jenna's dad's boat uh, to go get their comic book that's there and all that. Um, so then Georgia and Josh, they go to the comic book shop because what happens is that I think it's that they're like, uh, oh, hey, Josh, like take Georgia home or whatever. Um, and so they, they end up going to the comic book shop to be like, you know, I wonder where uh, what's his name is. I wonder where um, Cody is. And then they all meet up there and then um, they decide to meet up and fight. Um well, they decide that they're going to fight against Santa Jaws. They decide all this. And then that's where my notes end, because I think I was just enthralled in the movie. 
<laughs> that I took on. Um, but the basic idea that you need to know is that uh, for the rest of this, so that then, like, um, what they find out is that uh, in order to destroy Santa Jaws, you need to use Christmas things to help lure her to you. And then also, like, she can be vanquished by Christmas things as well. So, unfortunately, she ends up killing Georgia, who, again, was, like, one of the best characters. Um, and Georgia, I think, uh, was, like, sucking on, like, a candy cane or something. And it became a pointed candy cane. And she was actually able to stab Santa Jaws in the eye. And that kind of, like, uh, debilitated her just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so there's that. God, what else is there? Um, there's all that. I mean, for the most part, like, you have that, like, I think uh, his friend fucking dies. Um, he gets killed, unfortunately. Sorry. Um, and then also, I think little Jenna, she also dies. She succumbs as well. But then what ends up happening, if I'm not mistaken, is that uh, the family ends up getting together. So it's... Uh, Josh ends up dying as well, um, the brother. Um, but yeah, the parents and Cody, they all get together and they're like, okay, we're going to like, once and for all, we're going to stop Santa Jaws pretty much. Um, and so they like do things where they're at the, like the, <laughs> they're at like the dinner or like the restaurant and they're like using some of the food from the restaurant to like launch into the water to like stop Santa Jaws. Like there's Christmas turkeys and shit like that. Um, and there's like this whole thing. Uh, unfortunately, everyone dies except for Cody, I think. Um, and then Cody ends up uh, ends up doing something where, like, I think he either uses that pen to like draw. Um, he ends up using it to draw um, something different for Santa Jaws, or to like take her down and vanquish her um also we have a little part in here where clark is a big piece of shit and he takes the pen that um cody had left there and he uses it for nefarious means but then he gets his ass got too that's a whole thing too but yeah i mean it's all that and then finally at the end of the movie we find out that it's all pretty much a dream <laughs> um because then you have like uh so it's very much Krampus in that way, in a weird way, but like, you know, um, spoilers for Krampus kind of, but like, you know, uh, but there's that it's just like, uh, that everyone's like at Christmas, you know, cause this has been like counting down to Christmas pretty much. And, uh, everyone's at the house and he's just like, you know, Oh, like, all right, I guess everyone's okay. And then I think what ends up happening is that he uses that same lighter he got in the beginning of the movie and he uses it to like, um, pretty much burn his comic book if i'm not mistaken he just uses that to do that and uh and that's like the end of santa jaws pretty much uh so yeah i mean that's the the baseline idea is that you know everyone has to get together to try to take down this this fucking uh this uh this shark and everything now i mean i'm trying to think if there's any like fun standout scenes that i can think of i mean obviously just like uh georgia in general is just one of my favorite characters i just like how like stupid and vapid she is she was a model for snapstagram so like you know she's just like um yeah i think she's just more vapid than anything she's just like this kind of um influence or stereotype kind of a thing so that's really what i kind of gather from her which is fine uh but yeah it, it i kind of like her I, I like the it's the camp of it all you know it's kind of silly um 
but then also just like uh, some of the lines of the movie, I think, are just like really silly. Like uh, in the beginning, they have like uh, the the dream that's happening, and like the one guy when he's fighting evil Santa is like, "See you in Jingle Hell," and shit like that. Um, yeah, I think overall, like if anything, this film is just like you know a movie that is a bad film. You know, it's a low budget film. Um, but if anything, like. I enjoy when it could have used a little bit more sharky sharky. You know what I mean? I would have, I would have appreciated that a little more except for just all the people talking. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, okay, like why do we care? But like, um, and really honestly, I think like the, um, if anything, I think the young boy Reed Miller, um, is doing pretty good with acting. And then also like, you know, uh, even like Jenna is actually pretty decent too. Um, some of the other folks are not maybe the strongest of actors. Uh, but again, it's a sci-fi movie. You have to kind of, you know, counter your expectations if anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like the big thing about that. And then honestly, I mean, when it comes down to it, like there's not any particular, uh, overwhelmingly arching, overwhelmingly or overarching, kind of like message to this i don't think um you know it's uh i guess the power of family can vanquish an evil uh christmas shark i guess is what the big takeaway is of this film um if anything but i do think that you know if anything this movie is one that i guess if anything like it it is one that's a kind of a fan favorite of uh, Misty Tally's work. I think people look at it of like, oh, this is a fun festive film um, that, you know, is just like so ridiculous and weird um, that you kind of can't help but like it, you know, or like one of the other scenes that I kind of like is that uh, Cody's trying to stop Santa Jaws, but accidentally gives her a horn, which she could just use to like, uh, you know, vanquish people. So it's like a whole thing where like, you know, he, he's trying to do some stuff to, like, stop her, and he just, like, makes her that much, like, more strong, which is, like, just really funny to me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think this movie in particular, if anything, like, it, it is a movie that, you know, maybe you, you watch it the one time and you decide if you like it or not. I personally do like it. I think it's a fun Christmas movie. Uh, it's very much of the the season, of course. That's the whole point of it. Um, and I think at least, like, because I've watched at least the first two Sharknado movies, for example. Um, and those movies are kind of heart garbage. Um, so... With this film, I didn't think it was as bad as those, honestly. And I haven't seen all the Sharknados either. But, like, you know, there are movies that I think that are horror movies. I guess you consider this a horror because it's, like, a shark movie. Um, And I tend to think of shark movies as, like, creature features. So that is a subsect of horror. But I think, if anything, like, I, I would probably watch this again over some other ones, for example. So, you know... And I think just, like, the overall ridiculousness of it all, I think also just lends to its rewatch factor of, like, it's just a silly sci-fi movie. That's really all it is. Um, you know, it's, uh, 
it's not something where I'm gonna try and like tout something or or go deeper that what is the real meaning of Santa Jaws? Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think there is much deeper meaning. I really do think that it's just from somebody who, uh, if anything, Misty Tally, like I think she just wants to have a fun time with making her little shark movies, and I appreciate that. I like that this is directed by a woman. That's awesome. Like I always want there to be more um minority folks in the field and you know women are not exactly like the most represented in terms of directing in the entertainment industry so i want to see more of that i want to see more people of color i want to see more queer people i want to see that shit like why the hell not you know i'm sick and tired of just a bunch of white men you know getting to do what they want to do even I, I myself as a white man, I'm t- fucking tired of it. You know what I mean? Like uh, whatever, you know? Uh, so it's cool that like this lady who, you know, has made these shark movies has been able to have a fun time with it. And I hope she makes more, you know? And, and I think that's so super cool, you know? So that's my little, my little wrap up on, on what Santa Jaws, you know, is what I think about it. I mean, as just a bad sci-fi movie, quote unquote, you know, this definitely has like, um, cult kind of written all over it. And that can also be like kind of the, the criticism I'm sure people could have of like, Oh, well it just feels like it's kind of aping off of that, you know, so bad it's good type thing or kind of what Sharnado is doing or, and it's not organic of being like, Oh, this is actually not a great story or whatever. Um, and again, I, I'm not going to, dig too deep into this movie i don't think i really would need to um i don't think there's much there to dig into but like i i think that if anything like um i think just having it be a sci-fi movie is very much just like a part of the cult in general of like having those those sci-fi films but also like uh it has that subsect of being in like just the shark subgenre of like the creature features because there's all that kind of stuff um but I see why people just like it and why they wouldn't want to rewatch it. You know what I mean? Um, I think for being a, a cheap sci-fi movie that was made up for TV, I, I think it, it does a good job at, you know, being something that's fun and, you know, enjoyable to watch. I haven't seen other movies from Misty Tally. I haven't seen her other shark movies, but I'm sure they're also, you know, hopefully fun. Um, and, I think if anything, if I had to kind of close on it, you know, I would say that like, I do tend to like this film and I do tend to, uh, think that it is something where it's at least worth a watch. It generally comes on Amazon. Um, so you can definitely find it there. Um, so I definitely give it a shot. If anything, um, I wish it would go, I wish, um, some of those sci-fi movies would go on like to be more. Um, some of them do, but not all of them do. And so I would wish that they could go on there just so it'd be a little more accessible for people. Um, cause then I want to watch them, but you know, I think that this one is worth a watch. Um, it's a silly, fun, good time. Um, don't take it too seriously, but I think you can get something out of it. If you like those kinds of, uh, bad, like creature feature movies or bad horror movies or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I think you can enjoy this one and, and kind of, you know, get something out of it, uh, for what it is. Um, 
And I think that's really everything I'd have to say about it. Um, so with this being said, um, this is the uh, one of the last podcasts you'll hear of the year. Um, so uh, with that all being said, I do just want to make sure before we close out and do our wrap up and all that, um, I want to wish everybody out there a um nice and happy holiday you know whatever you celebrate whether you celebrate or not um you know this time of year can be kind of crazy for people and you know seeing their families not seeing their families not getting to see them any of that kind of thing um but you know again just be nice to people be kind to people it's hard out here um don't make it harder you know if you can help it um and also just uh you know, keep the ones around the, you love and, uh, and just, you know, enjoy the end of the year and go into 2024 rejuvenated, refreshed. I'm hoping to do so, uh, with the show and everything. Got a whole lot coming up, uh, in the new year as well. Um, but until then, thank you so much for listening. Um, and, if anything, uh, you can follow the show. I might just do all this now. Fuck it. Um, if you want to follow the show, I'm on Instagram, Cult Cinema Circle. Uh, Twitter, don't really use it a ton, but I'm on there. It's Cult Cinema Circle. Jesse Kremp, J E S S E K R E M P on Letterboxd. Uh, be sure to leave a five star review, one to two sentence review on the um, podcatcher of choice. Google Podcasts is going away at some point. Um, so, so can't listen to me on there at some point, but you can listen on Apple podcast, uh, Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. So yeah, leave a review, rate five stars, follow me on Instagram, whatever. Um, but with all that being said though, um, I do just want to wish you all a great and happy holiday. Like I said earlier, and thank you so much for listening to the cult cinema circle podcast. And remember, Sometimes you just gotta jump the shark. Take care, everyone. Bye.